I told you guys, I creeped you guys out when I met you, and I said that me and my wife had sex to slow ready. And you guys were like, huh? very nice to meet you, Mrs. Kreiser. <laughs> Yo, Philly, we're coming with the Tops Off World Tour November 29th, and I'm bringing DJ Jazzy Jeff to Philadelphia, then Norfolk, Winston-Salem, Fairfax, Roanoke, Rochester, Worcester, Newark, Providence, and Albany, New York, December 10th. Come on in, anybody. Uh, that's the cool part of a jam band is like you weave your way in and out of things, you know, things you don't know. And it's like a discovery all in the moment. I got to introduce that to my daughters and it was fucking badass. Come on in motherfucker. God damn you. Are you wearing a wig or did you grow your hair out? Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm wearing a wig. Yeah. This is fake. The, uh, please sit down. We're just talking about, we're talking about fish. Okay. And. If you had to describe fish in one word, how would you describe them? Fun. Fun. Sm- yeah. I said smiley. Yeah, smiley. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I give. I give a. Please sit down. All right. Please. Um, the we're okay. We're going around the room. We're trying to describe fish in one word. How would you, he said fun? I said smiley. Like, oh man, one word. That's so tough. Smiley, circus. Yeah, <laughs> circus is good. Well, thank you guys for coming. Congratulations on two sold out shows at Red Rocks. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Really, really fucking impressive. Um, I, I don't know how to. I don't usually interview a lot of people, so and I'm not the best interviewer. So I'm gonna try to say as organic as possible. When do you guys feel like things changed for you? Because right now, I feel like Goose is on the tip of everyone's tongue. But I know you guys have had kind of. And my Leanne said this today. She goes, you know what I like about them? They ain't on the radio. Them, all the good bands ain't on the radio. We'll go, them, widespread panic. I mean, I'll, I like that. You should ask them that. But what? when did things start turning a corner for you where you guys were like, oh, fuck. We're going to need another tour. We're going to need, we're going, we're doing multiples at Red Rocks. We're doing, like, when did that happen? Originally, it was pretty clear cut originally, 2019. Because um, prior to that, we were kind of just, running around playing small clubs and sometimes there'd be, you know, 30 people there. Sometimes there'd be four. Um, there's, there's a lot of that for, for a few years. Um, but then, uh, yeah, in 2019, it was just kind of like a, it kind of just reached this tipping point. And then there were a couple festival sets that kind of spread quickly. Um, and it's just kind of been building since then. Are you guys all collectively artsy dudes? Yeah. I'd say. In, in different yeah. ways, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I know that I have a company that I I run or my wife really runs, but I'm very, I'm a little bit of a micromanager and I want things to look like I want it to look like. I know what I want. And I, and you guys are collectively so different. I mean, and this is just from the outside looking in, Mm. but so different, but yet you guys gel so well. I was wondering like, what's the struggle with dudes that are all very, elevated at their game on their instruments and creatively like is there is there like a struggle in the artsiness and in a weird way of asking that i think we love and fight with each other like brothers really yeah there's a lot you know like everyone's got their own background of music and you know it, it kind of like creates some cool you know, stuff within like what we play, you know, yeah. I think it's just like melding of the influences. So then walk me through a song and I, I'm going to, if you can. Sure. Because uh, Turned Clouds was the song. Was that it? That's, yeah. the, turn, yeah. that's the song that got me, oh, that really? got me. I was like, I was like, oh, this is badass. And then when you guys released uh, Drip Field, it fucked me up. But my turn song was so ready. Right. That was my, that song is so fucking good in like uh and i and in such a fucking massive way that i that is my entry level to people i go play this trust me this is the song that'll get you to understand the band because you guys are so rich you you have a hint of widespread a hint of fish but a hint of steely dan a hint of jazz and funk and like and there's like a there's like a a culture to you like it's it's but like how do you write a song like that like that i'm that's my song i'm curious Creatively, how does a band get together and come up with that song? Um, How'd you do it, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough to say. That started, I mean, it started years ago. There's this like, there's a, a homie that we have from back in Connecticut. Shout out to Jeff Emborg. Oh my god! Um, right. And 
we're, it, it was kind of ins- like originally inspired by him in a way. I was at, I was at this rehearsal for this like other band is playing a gig or something. And he was just like messing around on a synth. He's just like a character, this guy. And he started doing this thing. And, and, and I was just like the, his vibe with his synth and everything. It kind of just like the, this, like, so ready for this kind of just popped into my head. And it was just like very like kind of comical sexual vibe going on. <laughs> and then it just kind of like, you know, wrote some, wrote it, wrote it from there. And how do you take, how do you guys take like a transition in a song? You guys are so good at that. And, and I, this is so bro of me. But the first person that we ever saw do it of my generation was Dave Matthews to take a song and switch directions. And you guys do that so well on fucking in music where you allow the it's it is integrally what makes up a jam band is that you're you you force the audience to to ride with you. And yeah. and what is that integral to the way you write music, the way you enjoy music? It, you know, I uh, I have a sister who's ten years older than me, and she when she was in high school, she listened to a ton of Dave Matthews. So I was like three years old in the car while she was, you know, um, listening to Dave Dave Matthews constantly live stuff. And it, it, for a long time, I didn't really it didn't really do anything for me. And then finally, it kind of it kind of clicked. So that music actually seeped in at a very young age for me. Um, but all this stuff is just kind of I don't know, it's just kind of in there. It was, it was just the language that growing up in the Northeast. You know, jam band shows, that was the cool thing to do. That is a North v- East vibe. It yeah. is definitely the vibe. That's almost authentically, like Fish kind of stamped it and was like, yo, this is what we do up here. Yeah. Right. We're not fucking stupid. We like music and we're not going to like the music you like. We're going to make our own shit. Yeah. They're definitely intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like uh, uh, one of the dudes. I'm in the hotel that all your fans are, all yeah, all your fans are at. And one of the dudes is like, uh, uh, you gotta ask. Um, you gotta ask Rick. Like, what's his parents were like? Really good parents. And I was like, huh? And they're like, yeah. Like, they, they're the reason he's like, because they like really supported him. And I was like, right? And they're, like, they're like, they're like, they're like, no, like they like. Uh, what was the word? It was yeah, such a. Funny. They're like, uh, gave him like positive reinforcement. All like, and I was like, what? And they're like, he was a Harry Krishna. I was like, huh? And so, yeah, not directly related, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my parents rule. They they were they were incredible. Do you realize no no one in a band's supposed to say that, right? <laughs> really? You're, You're supposed, supposed to be like, like oh, it's really hard. Suck. It's the reason I write music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all got our shit, but you no, know, they were they were they were awesome. Yeah? Yeah. And you grew up in the Northeast as well? Yeah. And everyone's from Connecticut. I'm from Boston, Jeff is from Ohio and Florida. Uh we we both yeah. met Rick separately at school. Really? Yeah. And so so how did the band start? The band started with you, you two and Trevor, right? Yeah, it's Trevor and I just like started. So there was a band that preceded Goose um, called Vesudo. And that was like a, it was it only lasted a year and a half, but it was a really formative experience for a lot of us. There's another guy that I started that band with uh, named Matt Campbell, who uh, him and I wrote, have written a lot of songs together and we still do. Um, a lot of the songs we started playing last year, um, we started writing in again together. Um, but uh, so that band kind of was like a pretty formative experience. And then we went our separate ways and it was kind of a tumultuous thing. And I actually moved out here for a year. Colorado. And, yeah. For, I lived in Fort Collins for like a year. Um, and during that time, I was getting messages from John and Trevor um, like, like, dude, come on. What do we got? Like, let's do it. We got to do it. And um, so I started flying back every, every like once a month or something. We started playing bars as Goose. Um, really? Where, why Goose? I was like, it was working at a taco place in Fort Collins and it was like a, it was like kitchen lingo there. It was just, it was like a dumb thing that was said all the time. And I thought it was really funny. And now I don't think it's funny anymore, but like, it's still, you know, I just, I can't believe it's still, it's, I can't believe it's stuck. Hey, you're, ta- you're telling the machine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I gave I mean, myself a nickname 25, 30 years ago. Rick, that I, Rick that, wanted to change his name for so long. There was many, was, many times. I was, was like, all right, I, things are starting to like come together. We should probably get a real band name and it just never happened. Oh, I love Goose. Yeah, yeah. It was it's, almost Maverick, just so you know. That was, that was, <laughs> yeah. there was a, there was you a know, moment. When I was in first grade, I tried to change my name to Flash and I'm really glad I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goose is such a great fucking band name. It's stuck. Yeah. It's stuck for a reason. And so then you just went back and forth and then decided to stay? 
Uh, yeah, I, I came back and went back to school, finished school. And during that time we were just like playing bars around Connecticut really. Um, and then when I finished school, we started, we got a, a booking agent and started hitting the road and, um, have went through a handful of lineup changes and kind of were just honing from there. It seems like such a meshy band. What is, uh, <laughs> things were meshy. Yeah. It seems like, no, it seems like a, it was a mesh. Yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> What was the first song where you were like, oh, we're moving in the right direction? Like the first song? Like where, where you guys jammed together and you're like, oh, fuck, this is kind of, this is like, maybe you wrote it or maybe it was the song that you guys were like, like, and I can only speak from my band experience, but for my band, they played a U2 song that I was unfamiliar with. And I walked in the room, not knowing it was a U2 song as the lead singer. And I went, this is good. And they were like, really? And as a, I thought I had a moment where I was like, we're going to be huge. <laughs> they were playing a U2 song. And I was like, Damn, someone record dude. this. We're about to be the biggest ba band in the world. And they're like, write lyrics. And so I wrote lyrics to a U2 song, not knowing it was a U2 song. <laughs> Fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, uh, have, have you sent the lyrics to Bono for like an alternate? No, I don't think he needs them. His <laughs> mine was a little sister. Uh, 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 Oh, I just was with the, one of the band members like a week ago and he was like, dude, why don't you sing little sister? Oh, <laughs> but what was like the time where you guys were like, you're like, yo, this is like, you know, when you fall in love, I'm, I'm assuming that happens in a band. Well, we had a first jam with Peter and I don't even remember what we played, but the first time we had Peter over to a, see if he was going to be the guy. Yeah. I remember I don't remember what we played at all, but I remember just like us looking around being like, yes, this is it. Peter is, I have to say, I want to, this is my impression. I'll do the impression of the three of you guys, okay? <laughs> oh, man. When I said it to Leanne, I was taking a shower today. She goes, where do you think they go to eat? And I went, Peter is the one that goes, I'm up for Nepalese food. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. And Ben goes, I can eat whatever. And Rick goes, do they have tea? <laughs> and i was and leanne goes i bet i bet that's where they are it's not far off <laughs> really yeah. oh my god awesome <laughs> yeah you guys have so so yeah. you're so different and then and then trevor is like the one my daughter isla was obsessed with because he just stands there in a fucking he's majestic yeah he's majestic he's like he's a, a majestical creature yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what was the was it was it when you play with Peter you're like okay this is there was definitely that jam like had a major impression on me too really like it was sick and I think Rick has like a voice memo recording of it and that's the only yeah existence it was, it, of it <clears throat> like there were there were lots of moments like that um, but it kind of but it didn't feel like oh this is our song this is a, it was kind of like a very long hone like it was there were many years of like trying to sort it out and find find it you really. Know? Yeah, I feel like we're still on it, on that, you know. Oh, you guys are so in that in that fucking that. I mean, and you know, it's it's interesting because I know Peter is kind of a little bit of the marketer. You, I, I'm in the not, and I say that I say that's like kind of a slur these days to be ambitious. <laughs> but it should be known that Kurt Cobain was notoriously aggressively ambitious with marketing. You have to right. be. You have to be, right. and people like to. And listen, trust me, my best friends in the world are anti-marketing, anti-promo, anti-social media. Ah. But if you don't have someone in that group going, yo, man, I'm proud of what the fuck I do. Right. Check my shit out. Then you're a tree in the woods. Right. And like, I'm downstairs. I'll tell you the app. They're like, dude, fuck nugs. You need to get on. Uh, I just downloaded it yesterday. They're like, Peter always uploads to this. Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Fucking right. Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, really? I, I learned more about this band hanging out at that fucking hotel. Yeah. Then I, and I also got a felonies amount of LSD. But uh, <laughs> I got, and if you guys want it, I can give it to you. You can take it with you. We don't know what to do with fucking a oh, thousand microdoses. But, uh, <laughs> but above, we have a ton of weed. We have some kettlebells. You should see what some we tour with. <laughs> I'm dying to see what you tour with. We'll yeah. talk about that in a second. Yeah, sure. But, um, <laughs> but I love that. I love that you guys, there is a connected to what, of to how to talk to your fans Yeah, and your fans are fucking obsessive. And when I find a very small concentric circle of my fans that are goose fans, it is fucking the coolest people. That is the ones you want. The fucking 
cool dudes in like a a, a a nice nice truck with a with a hot chick, and he's got a beard, and he smokes weed, and he's like, and he's got some frisbees in the back, and he's like, dude, what the fuck? Oh my god, dude, have you listened to Bandcamp yet, dude? Oh no, no, dude, they shouted you out last night. You gotta like, it was crazy this morning. I couldn't get out of the hotel. I talked to everyone, but I do love that you're connected with us fans. Yeah, that like. Dude, I got done in Chicago, and they're like, you got to listen to Nugs. I'm like, huh? And they're like, dude, all their shows are on Nugs. And now I got every show. Everyone's telling me the Las Vegas show is the show. Every oh, shit. Every, that's what, I mean, I'll tell you yeah. what the fans are saying. Have you still listened to Las Vegas? Dude, Vegas is Vegas, but that's the fucking show. Whoa. Dude, you're fucking, uh, uh, the New York show you did, the two nights, I think, at uh, Radio, Radio City. City. Motherfucker. I mean, that's the coolest thing about this band. I wish we could do that as comics. We can't. You know, because we're doing technically the same. We're working on a new hour. Right. But is there a part of you that, because, Rick, you don't strike me as a guy that's on social media. Is what? Oh. Uh, I've been like. You made a post recently. I made a post on Instagram recently. Yeah. It's a big really? deal. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's very unnatural for me. Yeah? Yeah. And does that, <clears throat> does that work good that it's kind of right up Peter's alley? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, Peter's like. His his whole tech world and capturing content it went hand in hand with us blowing up back in 2019. Those festivals that we made an impression, it wasn't just the sets that did it, but the next day, uh, Peter had edited a multi-cam HD video and we were the first band, you know, we, we were on the bottom of the bill of these festivals and we were the first band uh, to release any content and it was all pro HD content. And so that really got us out there in front of people. That's... Give me a Peter. I've, got, I've actually have a Peter right there. Um, there he is. So what was the, what? what is that part of your brain? That was like, um, I love this music. And before I joined Goose, I was a big fan of Goose. So like joining Goose, I was like, oh my God, we got to start recording, like getting this stuff out there. Cause I was like, I think this music is incredible. These songs are dope. Um, and it was just like, we were playing cool places. Like it just felt like natural thing to do. And when we had like those big shows, like those festival sets and stuff, it's like, it was, it was like a good way to capitalize on the buzz, you know, of like, oh, did you see that band? Like I, I, I'm like the smallest stage there, you know? And then you could have like a video to like go show your friends afterwards. Like it just seemed like the logical thing to do, you yeah, know? It's, it is the logical thing to do. Yeah. Of, like if so you're the smallest band on the festival, you got to like do X, you know, you got to do extra to try and move yourself up, you know? What bands get, were on get, those festivals, if you don't mind me asking? So I'm curious yeah. what bands they paired you with. I mean, we were like the Peach Fest lineup. We that was like, the one that fucking popped you guys, right? That was big. We were like fourth from the bottom on the lineup. And there was like, you know, that year, I'm pretty sure like during our set was like Green Sky, Bluegrass and Lettuce, like on to other stages. And then who else played? Like uh, String Cheese played String that Cheese. Year. Did Trey play that year too? I'm not sure. I think Lotus did. Yeah. Trey played Peach most years, so probably. Yeah. I'm sure there was like, there's always an almond thing. But like, yeah, there was like, Phil Lesh was there, I think. Yeah. Yes. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. But like, it was, there was big bands on there, like That's bands f- that we look up to, you know? So it was Schofield cool. was with Phil. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. I, I, I've, I've said that to my friends before. I right. said, you know, I'm like, I go, man. If I was as good as you at comedy, I'd be fucking huge. <laughs> because I'm, 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 I'm very talented comedian. I will say that. I, I like as you say that. I do feel that way about myself. But I definitely promote myself. I definitely, I go. You, no one's gonna do it for me. Mm. And and when you're a single, I, I, when you're a single entity, there is a little bit. It's nice because I get to make all the decisions. I don't have to run anything by them. And I'm sure there's times where you're like, dude, we guys should put this out, and you guys are like, oh for real there was definitely a lot of those times i think earlier on and you know it was like we were i don't know there's like there's the artist part of it where you're like it's it's hard to just imagine like anything's good enough to put out you know but you're i have to say this and i have to say this only tethered to the fact that we're talking about marketing and promotion watching you play like uh you are so authentically an artist you are fucking touching nine instruments at any given time. And you're so lost. You're so lost in the moment. Like, it's really fun to watch. It's fun to watch all of you guys play. Yeah. Everyone's got their own vibe. 
They really got, do. Everyone definitely has their own thing. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. What do you guys, what's your, what's your tour look like? Cause like my tour notoriously has been booze, weed, kettlebells, workouts. That's it. Uh, booze. Not much here and there, like a like cocktail here and there. Yeah, but sometimes not, not cacao time. ceremonies and yeah, we're, we're pretty cacao. <laughs> we might do like a shot of tequila before a second set or something like that. Yeah, a uh, shot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I don't recover like I used to. <laughs> oh, like ten, 10 years ago, like van and trailer days, I was partying a lot. And now it's I, I just can't do it on the road. I like, really? I like, I like the micro. <laughs> I like the micro. I like, yeah, I like the mushrooms. Yeah, we we've got. Oh, we should give you guys some mushrooms to take with oh, you. I've got... Okay. I bet you guys... <laughs> hey, do you guys get given drugs a lot? We are supported by Black Buffalo Zero. Look, if you're 21 and older and you chew or dip like me, check out award-winning tobacco alternative, Black Buffalo Zero. It is everything you love about dip. The smell, the taste, the flavor. Nothing you don't. No compromise. Long cut and pouches made from edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients. Black Buffalo comes in all our favorite flavors, wintergreen. God, I love the taste of wintergreen or mint, straight peach. They even have blood orange. Black Buffalo sells their products online and ships directly to your front door at blackbuffalo.com. You can use our promo code BERT for 15% off your first order. Black Buffalo also sells their products in thousands of retailers across the United States. My favorite thing in the entire thing to do, the entire world is when we pull into a truck stop to go to their, their store locator and find out if that is the location that sells us. We were at an AM PM the other morning. Uh, we pulled in on the tour bus and I went, Come on, Black Buffalo. Come on, Black Buffalo. <laughs> Honor your rituals with Black Buffalo. One last time, that is 15% off your first order with code BIRD at blackbuffalo.com. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. The Skylight Calendar is a smart touchscreen calendar and organizer for all your chores, groceries, and to-dos. It automatically syncs all the different digital calendars and events your family uses and shows them all in one beautiful touchscreen display. Skylight Calendar is the best way to give your family peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is is super easy to set up and to use. It works by syncing events from already existing calendars you have, including Google, Outlook, and Apple calendars. You can also add events directly using the touchscreen or with the Skylight mobile app. It shows all the family events together in one spot so you can see what everyone else has going on each week. The families are more likely to actually check it since it's always up to date so they don't question mom every day like I do it nonstop to Leanne. What do I have today? I almost enjoy doing that to her, and now she just goes skylight calendar, and I love it. It's right in the kitchen. I love it. Events are color-coded so you can visually map out your family's plans for the week into beautifully color-coded time blocks. Everything Skylight does, I have been in love with. We're getting a skylight calendar for the bus because we have, right now, we have a huge tack board that we put up dates on. I'm telling you right now, this is next-level enjoyment for me. It is, I love a calendar. And I love my Skylight calendar. As a special limited time offer for our listeners, get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash BERT. To get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight calendar, just go to skylightcal.com slash BERT. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash BERT. Hey, do you guys get given drugs a lot? Oh, every day. Fucking crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. It's insane the amount of... We get given felonies worth every... We got given 15 <laughs> pounds of marijuana in Vegas. That's excessive. Do you guys smoke weed? Yeah. Yeah? I don't anymore. Occasionally. Occasionally? Yeah. I've been smoking a lot. I've been drinking 62 days. I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was a mess when I saw you guys. I was like fucking on the middle of this festival I produce. And I was... I came in hot. I say I say something. I think Rick said it to me backstage. I've stolen that statement. Uh, you said uh, our green room, our green room's your green room. So make yourself comfortable. And I went, hold on. <laughs> I said, you know what you're saying, right? Because I, I live in these theaters. So when you say that, I will come back and take a shit in the middle of the show. And you were like, no, our green. Hey, have beers. Do whatever. Use our bathroom if you need to go to the bathroom in the middle of the show. Come back. This is your green room too. And I went, wow. It's really a freeing statement. When you say that to people, it means, because you don't say it to everyone. You say it to who you want to hang out. And I, I say that now. And I always credit you guys by saying that. I go, my green room's your green room. Make yourself at home. 
Make yourself comfortable. Drink everything you can. I'm not going to drink it. I'm not going to eat all this food. And and it's it's a uh, it's a cool thing. But I was a fucking hot mess. I was fucking murdering your beers. I don't think you guys had one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I haven't drank. But I've been smoking weed. Like like I'm starting a reggae band next week. <laughs> yeah. It's new blind. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, but so so a little weed. No sober when you go on stage. Uh, depends. Really depends. Yeah. Yeah. Will you guys day drink like like no. today? No, okay. No. Well, like, no. Like if you guys were like like before a show, you mean? Yeah, like like uh everyone always tries to get me fucked up before a show. Like I go out anywhere and they're like, dude, let me get you oh dude, margaritas, let me get you margaritas. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm I wanna be on sober when I walk on stage. Right. I I'm kind of neurotic about that. But you guys are all pretty sober walking on stage. It's it's changed over the years. I used to go out on stage so stoned and now I I don't. I'll smoke in the morning on show days and then I'm sober the whole day, and then the second the show ends, well, I might I might have a shot of tequila before, but the second the show ends, I'm just I'm getting stoned and relaxing that way. Really? Because that doesn't mess me up the next day. If I have a couple of drinks, I love whiskey, but I'm going to be hungover the whole next day. Yeah. And drumming hungover is the worst thing. Oh in the yeah, world. I bet you're a little more. What about you? I mean, definitely won't day drink, but like sometimes have a hit of a joint <laughs> pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I gotta tell we, we, we were driving through, uh, where the fuck were we? Like oh, Indianapolis or something, or Indi Indiana. And we were driving back from Colorado, I think. We were playing a show in like Covington, K Kentucky. And it was just like this gnarly drive. And we had to drive through the night. And it was a big show for us the next day, I, I remember. Octave. Or, yeah. yeah um, it was like early. <clears throat> so like Trevor's, Trevor was a fucking mule back in the day he could drive he just did he did 98 percent of the driving really unreal machine <laughs> he was in a different you know different yeah. way but anyway so we we're driving through the night and it's like 5 a.m we get pulled over by these like you know steady dudes and uh i i've never felt like less of a human being it was it was pretty wild i mean they they just did the, the normal thing they had some dogs and they're, you know, search the whole thing. And yeah, they brought the dog oh, around. The dogs do the tell. It's, it, it's, it's such, when I got the dog sits and you're yeah, like, that's when you oh, that was, yeah, you're bringing up some memories for you me. You got arrested? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, well, hold on, wait, keep going. Yeah, well, so, so these dudes come out and they're, you know, they got the dogs and the dogs are walking around the thing. And he's like, oh, you did the tail. See, you did the tail, you got the tail. So then they they searched the whole thing. and, and took Trevor into the cop car and, and then like- That's uh, yeah. the first person I bring into the cop car for the record. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely the first person I bring into the cop car. Cuff him, make sure he's he safe. Was so, he was so pissed. Um, but they were they were looking for weight. They were, we were rolling with a van and trailer and they're like looking for, you know, what do you got, pounds, ounces, ounces, pounds? Yeah, they were literally like, <laughs> you got pounds? You got yeah. ounces in there? What's in that trailer? They're in there <laughs> like shining the light in our faces. We're all like passed out and- you know, pounds, ounces. And Peter's like, I got a joint in my backpack. <laughs> I was like, damn it, Peter. You should not have said that. I have a joint no, in my backpack. Because I have more than a was, joint. Yeah. I was, kissed a dude at camp. <laughs> they were pissed. They were like, we don't want a joint in this dude's backpack. We want. But yeah, they, they searched the, the trailer and they found Ben got arrested. You got arrested for what? Yeah, Peter should have shut his mouth. But it's okay. That was Wait, not, what did you get arrested That was for? not what well, did you well, once <laughs> Once they had something, then they had like full rights to search us and yeah. I, I had definitely more weed than a joint and like a bunch of concentrates like dabs and stuff oh um and they yeah how do they pr prosecute for that i've always wondered they didn't know what I they think, found yeah i think if they I knew got what lucky, they found it would have like, been way worse they, i didn't get cuffed i got like a court date and like <laughs> so there wasn't one shit. cop going we found some shatter <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah no they if they had fully realized what i had i probably would have gotten cuffed right then and there but we were able to get out of it and make it to the gig on time. I think we played real? a pretty cool show. I don't know. I definitely felt pretty badass showing up after that. That's fucking crazy. I love good road stories like that. So do you, and then that was when you guys were in a tour van with a, with something mm. in the back. Yeah. And then you guys graduated the bus. Was it all bunks? First bus? Yeah, we're, we're still on bunks. Still bunks? Yeah. Guys, let me give you my bus for one day. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll take bus. it. Yeah. Mother. I, dude, yeah. we'll talk about this off air. I have the perfect goddamn bus in the fucking world. It's for anyone that lives in a bus. If you go into my bus, you go, I'm Gavin Rossdale walked into my bus and he was like, I, I want this. It's that it's perfect for someone who lives in a tour bus. How much do you guys stay? How how often are you on the road? Pretty often. Yeah. Like we've been on the road. Like we've been, we've been working this year for like since March, pretty much. Uh, it's like some time off in August, but pretty much every other 
moment has been working, you know, either touring or studio stuff. Is it fun? Yeah, I have fun. I I think like right now I still feel pretty young, you know? So like, I think our our aggressive schedule is still like, I feel like I'm still able to handle it, you know? Yeah. Um, But it could be pretty exhausting at certain times. Like this year was definitely, we, we bit off a lot. I think that's the only way to do it though. Yeah, I don't want to be the dude going, I wish I had more. I mean, look, I'm the wrong person. Right. Because I consistently, I take bigger bites. The only reason I ever started doing Red Rocks is because I was like, I was supposed to do Jim Jeffries. You know who he is? Mm -hmm. Very talented dude. And he was having a baby and he backed out. And then they're like, well, fuck, do you want to do it by yourself? And I couldn't move 10,000 tickets at the time. But I was like, I like the challenge. I love the biting off more. I love... I would love being, I just watched Tom Petty's documentary. Have you seen it? I haven't. I heard you, it's good. It's yeah. amazing. Are yeah. you guys, I'm curious what your, inf, like, I would like to know some influences, but not the obvious ones. Like, I'm curious what your deep dives are of like, you go, like uh, Otis Redding. I'm in love with Otis Redding. Dude, that, that's so funny. That was like one of the first things that popped in my head when you when you asked that question. Really? Otis Redding, yeah. But just it was like random artists that have had an impact on me, you know, that's like yeah. one of them. But there's, he passed a, there's away. so many. He passed away at like 26, wow. released yeah. his one album. One Wrote album. So many songs. Right. Like so many impactful songs that other people have done big things with. But he's, I don't, he's just, it was just like, like a, he had a big sword, that guy. Yeah. And he, and, and his music to this day, even if you try to like, you've seen Jay Z try to re, re, like cover his stuff, they fuck it up. It's better when the way he did it, mm-hmm. I think. I feel like I just got into Elvis. Elvis, I like, kind of grew up with Elvis. I, oh, for real? Like, my mom's family is like this big Irish family, and Elvis was just like this thing. I don't know. It, it's like it's kind of like a funny thing, but also there's a, there's a thing in our world where it's like funny but also epic. You know? Yeah. Like, like a lot of the covers we do oh, kind of fall. It's like it's like a joke, but it's also kind of slaps. You know? Yeah. That, that it's like there's a certain pocket of of uh, of of things that we do, I guess. Oh, we listened driving back from Vail last night. You got the ooh, ma, ma, do, 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 do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love, you know, I told you guys, I creeped you guys out when, when I met you and I said that me and my wife had sex to slow ready. And you guys were like, huh? very nice to meet you, Mrs. Kreiser. <laughs> and so. It's like kind of par for the course. And so, but, uh, but that was one of the songs that played that night. We were hanging out in Savannah and we were drinking wine and we were listening to you guys. And I fucking was like, God damn it, this is a great fucking song. But it is, you're right. Like, the song I'm obsessed with with Elvis is, Well, I've never been to England. You ever heard that? No, what is that? You know, have you ever heard that record, uh, That's the Way It Is? I think it is. It's like, it's a live record from like right before things really went south for him. No. It's hot. Smuggly. Yeah, it's incredible. I love, there's, I have an obsession with the tragic characters. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I feel like I've kind of walked myself down that path a tad bit because I love, I don't know, there's something sexy about it. You know, Elvis, the craziness, as as much as it must have been a nightmare at the time, just there's something sexy to it. He was, he was like the, the trial, he was the trial for like the rock star. He was the first one to like to to get just smoked by that existence. One of the things in comedy, I'm gonna, I'm going to just tether this to comedy because it is because it's what I understand. Sometimes a comic will tell you he likes a joke, and then you that joke becomes so good to you. Does that happen in music? Does like I say when you said Trey, I'm assuming that's Trey Anastasio, but like when Trey or Bob Weir or someone who you guys probably look up to is like, dude, I fucking love that song. Does that all of a sudden? raise its worth to you or is it different in music certain certain songs have like taken on a life with our fan base and stuff that wouldn't have necessarily thought and like elizabeth uh, elizabeth is a song when you guys play that that's everyone's everyone talks to me about that song hell yeah keep going i'm sorry i didn't interrupt you like what song songs take on a life of their own oh um i don't know i mean like the whole elmeg thing was always like that always meant a lot to me and like the time, but I, I never thought it would connect in the way, in, a, in this way, you know, um, that it, I, that it did at a certain point, I guess. And 
um, yeah, that that's that's one where I didn't necessarily think that would be the case. People love that, like the lore of that. People love it, yeah. and like that song doesn't get played very often too. So it's like, I don't know, it's it's kind of it's it's a really cool special moment when it does happen. I think people really love the lyrics of that one. Who who picks your set lists? Uh, it's a combination of, of Rick and me. We kind of like, I'll do some like stats. He does like the password work. The password stats where we like kind of like write, <laughs> you know, just check out the past shows in the area and like, oh, or last real. time at oh, the venue. Yeah, Stat guy. Yeah. And yeah. then put down a bunch of songs like these are our, an option. And then Rick will kind of just go in and create the list. Okay. So then, so then. Order. So then you did. Uh, I, I like limitation. You, you what? I like limitation. You know, like limitation drives creativity often. You're right. speaking my language right now. Yeah. Give me parameters and then I can give you something you like. Yeah. Can't, if you give me no parameters, you're not going to like what I give you. <laughs> <laughs> the, so then you, so you look at what you played in Red Rock. You, have you played, you played Red Rocks before, Last right? year was the first time. Yeah. Okay. So when you played Red Rocks last year, so you're not going to give them the same show you got last year. They got last year. Totally. You're going to give them something new. Is there things, is, are there songs that you go, this would be a badass cover. We should all learn it. Yeah. Like how does I, I, the creative process of setting up a set list and then finding a banger that is like almost a cover. Cause I was saying like you guys did Bertha in Chicago. I'm, I know you did. I, I swear to God, you guys did. Mm -hmm. I, was gonna say, I, don't, I don't think we've ever played Bertha. A hundred percent. Was it another dead song? Could have been Mississippi. It was Bertha. Hey, if it was Bertha to you, then that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I mean. <laughs> Gentlemen. I swear to God, it, I bet it wasn't Bertha. It wasn't. I bet it fucking wasn't. I bet it was another dead song. It had to be. Hold on. Is either Mississippi or Love Light? I think it was Mississippi. No, it was Bertha. Do you guys? What, what's we do the, a few dead tunes. What's that? We do a few dead tunes. I like Bertha's not one of them. <laughs> you know when I said it to you, you were like, you were like, it definitely wasn't Bertha. You seem very confident. I and. I know. And I, I saw your eyes. Let me ask, let me ask your eyes. Your eyes. Which, which app are you checking right now? Nugs. 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 If I have fucking glasses on, I could do all of this. How long do you think you guys will do this for? Do you think you'll do this when you're fucking 60 like the... Do you think Do you think you guys have that? Can You, you think you could? I, I mean, I'm doing it now. I wish I had your fucking brain. Are you in therapy? I've done, yeah. I do, I you're do so, like, how are you guys so even fucking keeled? Like, you know, you're supposed We're to be not, very it's, fucked it's, up, it's, right? Like I'm the fucked up one, and I've been doing it oh, for no, 25 it's, years. It's, you're just seeing like a little like yeah, glimpse of yeah, us right dude. now. Don't, don't really? worry. And yes, therapy. Don't good. worry, we're fucked up. <laughs> My library. You ready for this? Goose Riviera Theater. Motherfucker, Mississippi House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Motherfucker. So that was the song. Uh, I. It was a really cool introduction to for my daughter to understand what for lack of better words a jam band is is that all of a sudden it it's it's a song bleeding into another song where all of a sudden you recognize the song it's a little bit like getting the christmas present present you wanted where you go wait who told you i wanted to i wanted a game boy yeah holy shit <laughs> like and then she goes i know this she hits me and she goes i know this i went you've heard it in my car this is the dead and she was like wait they wrote this i go no this is the fun of this show you guys really Changed my oldest daughter the way she takes in music. Wow. She loved awesome. it. Isla, on the other hand, was at a Slipknot concert last night. She, she walked up. She goes, not my type of music, but it was a good job. I was like, <laughs> Isla, what the fuck's wrong with you? She's like, what? I like Slipknot. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, but she's obsessed with fucking Trevor. Um, nice. So then, so then you do the stats. Do you text it? Do you guys already have your set list tonight? No. No? No. You're working on it? Uh, there's, yeah, we've yeah, got there's, like we've got the plots. Don't tell me. I want. I like being surprised. We've got. We did that. We ran the stats. You ran the stats. We did that, but we we didn't put the. There's, there's been some no light. Yet. Some light tinkering. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. How uh, to do you do an intermission tonight? Intermission. Yeah. So how long is the show? Is there band opening? No. I like that's a gangster move. <laughs> what time do you guys walk on stage? Like seven forty-five, maybe something. Yeah. Like that. I'm just smoking weed tonight. I'm just smoking weed, no booze. I, I'm really, I'm working on a thing called intrinsic value. I think something your parents gave you as a child. I, I did not get it. It's where you feel value in just being you. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but you got to build it. <laughs> like you can't just get it. You got to like do shit. You can, you can lose that. That's cool. You, know? you can lose it. You can lose it. You can get oh. it and then lose it and then get it back. Yeah. Have your parents seen you perform? 
Have they seen me before? Yeah. 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 My mom was here last night. Your mom was here last night? Is oh, yeah. she here tonight? She's here tonight, yeah. Can I meet her? Absolutely. I want to fucking meet this. Yeah, lady. you got it. She seems like a really cool chick. What are your parents? Uh, she's she's the coolest. Yeah, she's she, coolest. She's Wait, how old is she? Uh she got a, a sister, a daughter six, 10 years older than you, I can guess. Don't yeah, mid sixties. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, smoke weed? Uh no. She's like fucking with some gummies, maybe. And she came down to Mexico earlier this year and she she was like, she asked me for a gummy and uh like i asked a couple of our guys they're like i don't have any how many and then someone was walking by on the beach was like oh here and i was like oh here here this gummy is like, <sighs> from some guy on the beach and she ate it and uh like she was she was toast oh she she was she had like she had to you know she couldn't get up in the middle of the night and saw her the next day her hair was all fucked up she was like man that was kind of crazy <laughs> 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 that was a lot <laughs> yeah, I was gonna eat uh, edible tonight, but then I was like, I just would rather enjoy the show. <laughs> you, I think does that shit could be pretty strong. What was the last show you guys saw? Last show? Like uh, you went and watched, and you sat in the audience and was like, I saw Dave Chappelle recently. Where did you see him? Uh, Nebraska. We had a yeah, day off Omaha. in Omaha, expecting nothing, and Dave Chappelle was like less than a half a mile away from us that night. So you guys went? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bought tickets or called the promoter? Um, uh, we had our agent. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys meet Dave? Call him in. No, no. Oh, you should have. No. He is everything you want him to be. Yeah, he uh, is everything. Yeah, he is yeah. the fucking best. Yeah. yeah, like fucking. You have a good time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. Time. Donnell Rollins open for him. Other we, black dude. We got suit, looks like he's one hundred and three. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, yes. <laughs> we got he there. Did. We got there in the middle of it, but he was funny. He did. I heard. Yeah. yeah, he's funny. It's pretty cool. Do you do do you? Um, There's more a question probably for Peter, but like, so one of my favorite things is tonight is getting here a little early, checking out your merch booth. I told you this last time. Right. I love doing the analytics of a show, seeing right. where you set up your merch, merch booth, seeing what merch you have, what moves, talking yeah. to the people that are selling. I love that shit. Right, I, uh, it's my favorite thing in this. Uh, you know of of this, and then talking to Veed. What's that? Talking to Veed. Yeah, our right? merch guy's a legend. Yeah. It's the coolest part of being in a being in a like I went and watched Metallica and why and 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 I was like, how do you find a way to sell a weekend pass? Because they sell like they do two shows, no two songs are the same. Right. And then they sell the weekend pass. All your fans. I would mm-hmm. say, I would say you sold you sold eight thousand tickets. Eight thousand people bought two nights, in my opinion. So many people are coming both nights. Right. That's so fucking valuable. That is such, that speaks such volumes to how much you connect with your fans. And you don't, I mean this respectfully, I don't think you try. I think you just are yourselves and we fucking like you. It's, it's a really cool thing. You guys aren't trying to sell us anything. You're just doing your fucking thing and it connects with us. That's what we want you to think. <laughs> it's working. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna get you guys out of here. I know you have sound check soon. Uh, well, thanks, man. That's a nice compliment. No, yeah. I, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I'm bringing through. I'm bringing four people who just got into you guys over the last couple months and are now obsessed with you. Today they're playing at the coffee shop. They're playing Goose at the coffee shop at the by we're playing, and my buddy Keith, who lives in Aspen, goes, "Hey, this is Goose right here." I said, "What?" He goes, "This is Arcadia," and I went. Oh, so you're like legit listening. He goes, fuck yeah. He goes, I've brought, every time I bring him up, every, I mean, I'm, I'm like so excited for the journey you guys are on because I've seen people blow up, but I've never seen something. Like I've never seen, I've ne- Chappelle is the only thing as undeniable as you guys, in my opinion. Where you go, you got to check him out. And ev- no one's like, Dude, that's crazy. Dude, that. you're throwing out some serious, <laughs> you're talking crazy serious right compliments. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I'm older than you guys. And I've, and I've, the Shane Gillis. Perfect example. You, do you guys know who Shane Gillis is? I know that name. But He's, he just had a special on Netflix, and I'll tell you right now. If you watch it, he'll be your new favorite comic. He will be your new favorite comic. And But there's there's a thing that when you see it from the other side, I played baseball with a guy named Brad Radke, and as we were kids, he went pro. Everyone was like, he's going pro. Right. And I was like, I remember saying to my dad, how come no one says that about me? And my dad just very blatantly was like, you're not that good. <laughs> it's like, he's like, he's just better. Yeah. And, it's, and it's something... You know, like I said the same thing about Wilco. It's like, I love, do you guys like Wilco at all? I, I've never dug deep. Yeah. And I need, yeah. It's like, it's like on my list of things. I Jeff need to, Tweedy I was need a tragic like, character. That's what made me fall in love with him. Really? That, but that, he's still, but he's like, 
He's, he's, he's good chilling. now. He's chilling. He, he's good now. But when they did, I'm trying to break your heart, which I think was the mm. was the movie, the documentary about yes. them getting their album. I've back. seen a bit. I've seen like a, a good portion of that, and I was really compelled, and I just never dug back in. He was in the throes of heroin addiction. Yeah, and it was like, and for whatever reason, I find that sexy. And there was that other dude who was just like a lot. That would have been me if I was in a band. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, he was a lot. He's dead yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, he really? Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, he was a pretty. He was really tragic. Oh wow. Yeah, and he, but he was responsible. I mean, he was a very creative. And that's the yeah. hard part that you guys deal yeah. with is like I'm sure as things get bigger, people have bigger wants, people have bigger um, needs. I talked to Slash one time, uh, the from Guns and Roses, and I said, "What happened to Guns and Roses?" And he was, we were drinking in my green room, and at like six in the morning. He was like, very casually, he goes, we weren't millionaires when we met. And he was like, we just became different millionaires. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's a really, it's, it happens in comedy. We never, all of us met, broke, open micers, and then we all became millionaires. And now we're, me and Tom, or me and Tom Segura is my partner in everything, almost. We're very different millionaires. That's a weird statement to say, but like. That's real shit. It's, yeah, you just like, he likes Ozempic and steroids and. I like to be real. <laughs> Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stats projections and watch the winnings roll in. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill? or my buddy Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the PrizePix community each week. PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Let me tell you something. If you're looking to spice up your weekends or weeknights, if you love sports and you aren't doing this, I don't know what to tell you. You're missing out a huge part of enjoyment in your life. Go to prizepicks.com slash Burt and use code Burt for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash Burt and use code Burt for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. If you run a solo small business, you are an army of one, but you still need a CPA, a bookkeeper, separate payroll solution, and more. Let Collective take care of the paperwork while you take care of the business. Collective is the number one financial solution for freelancers, contractors, and self-employed entrepreneurs that lets you focus on your passion, not your paperwork. Let Collective handle all the paperwork you dread, like corporate formation and compliance, taxes, bookkeeping, accounting, and even payroll. The best part, it's a fraction of the cost of a CPA. Join the thousands of solopreneurs who have saved an average of $10,000 per year on taxes with their structure. Right now, Collective is offering one month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com slash Bert and tell them Bert sent you. That's $550 value for free. When you go to collective.com slash Bert and tell them Bert sent you, that's collective.com slash Bert. And don't forget to tell them Bert sent you. What questions didn't I ask you guys? Oh what questions, what questions do you think? Like, where did I, what, where have I dropped the ball in this interview? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's pretty yeah. good. It's how many, how many, how many like podcasts have you done? Not many. Baker's dozen. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We've, yeah, probably between 10 and 20, I would yeah. say. Yeah, varying Do you levels. listen to podcasts on the road? Um, occasionally. Haven't recently, but I was like really into uh, Jay Shetty's podcast. Jay Shetty? Yeah. How do I know Jay Shetty? He, it's like a, he's like 
it's like the number one health and Jay wellness. Jay Shetty, podcast. he's the he's like on the, purpose. It's yeah, called. he's a guru, like uh, like a wellness dude. Yeah, he's really good at interview, uh, interviewing, and he's got like some really compelling guests, and it's like it's a good podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm into history. If you like those, have you listened to Lex Friedman? Uh, oh history yeah, stuff? what history stuff? Oh, do you like history? I've, I, I've I've been like wanting to like get into, Le- yeah. Uh, people at Noiser, you're welcome. There's a pot there. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn you on. It's Noiser. That is the noise room. Noiser. Noiser. No, Noiser. And they are the umbrella that has this day in history, this week in history, the dictators. Uh, I can't believe I survived. Like they've got a group of great. Cool. Every day they do a new thing about history, and it and. And right now, I'm obsessed with going on YouTube and listening to documentaries about the state I'm in. So, like, we were in Florida, and I listened to everything of how they developed Florida. Flagler versus HB Plant versus the the Florida Crackers, which was the Cowboys of the time. Like, that shit fascinates me. That's really interesting. And I downloaded one about Colorado last night. And so, I, on the bus, I get into my room, and I put it on the speaker, and I listen to it while I sleep. I used to just put it – I used to be in a bunk, too. And I just put my phone and just listen to history podcasts. Turkmen Bashi. Do you know what that is? That's the podcast that's going to blow your mind. You guys should all listen to it. It's on the dictators. It's about this guy who got control of this area in this old Soviet Union. Soviet Union falls apart. And this guy, they just have this one part that's an oil producer. And they're like, no one's paying attention. Fuck it. I'm the new dictator. And he, <laughs> and he, and he didn't like how old he was getting. So he added a month. Like this guy's a fucking lunatic. Wow. He was like, fucking throw another month in there. Let's all stay young. Right. And so like, he was a lunatic. He was like, you know, old people are losing their teeth. Dogs don't lose their teeth. From now on, old people eat bones. And they're like, huh? And he's like, eat the fucking bones. And they're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. What comics do you guys like? Chappelle? Chappelle. Yeah, we actually we were just at the comedy store selling. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Someone told me you guys yeah, went to the we comedy actually, store. And, and uh, we, we got to see Neil Brennan for the second time there. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, Neil Brennan is fucking, he is he is a really hilarious dude and a really insightful dude. Yeah. He would have given you guys a great interview. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're down. Let him know. He told a really <laughs> funny joke about like people like going on going on stage late. And like doing encores and like how it's just like ridiculous and no one should do it. He's like, next time a band does an encore, just leave. Fucking get out of there. The band left, you leave. <laughs> like, Rick, Rick, new thing. Thing. you, you missed the... it because you were late. But you guys don't do odd encores. No, we do. We do. You do? Yeah. Are you going to do one tonight? Oh, we'll see. Okay. It's a, it's a surprise. <laughs> we're going to walk off and yeah. maybe we won't walk back on. Yeah. Uh, Metallica did not do an encore. Huh? Metallica didn't do an encore. Yeah, I think it's so badass when you don't. It's, I. Used to tell, I, I one time tried to tell, because I tell the machine every time at the end of it, my show. And one time I tried to do it as an encore and they left. <laughs> and I was like, it was at a drive-in movie theater. And uh, it, was during the pan- it was during the pandemic. And I was like, all right, that's my time. And everyone's like, the machine, the machine. I was like, I'll wait for it. And then all the headlights went on and I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I ran back out. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm not, yeah, comedy encores are tougher. Because when you do leave the stage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it originated as a thing that, like, you know, people were flipping out and then, like, they, they really needed you to come back out because they just needed more. Yeah. Now it's just like this expected thing. So, so what's the rest of, what's the rest of your day look like? Naps? Possibly. I fuck with naps. Sound checking a little bit. Naps I fuck big with naps. Times. Yeah. Dude, a bunk nap is the best yeah, fuck fucking naps thing. Are in the world every time yeah. there's a moment when you close that curtain and it's pitch black and it's ice cold and you get in your blanket and you go ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you're not wrong yeah. working out today you know i'll go for a walk because you guys are you guys are fucking jacked <laughs> did you see the you posted the picture did you see my comment no what was it oh uh, i don't even know anymore but it was like you guys were all fucking ripped Playing like Frisbee? That, that that wasn't me it wasn't the whole band oh. <laughs> it, was, it was a bald bearded photographer that Replaced me nice. and Navid, our merch guy. In there that too. was a that you guys were fucking yoked. Do you guys work out today? I didn't today. I'll I'll like tap in a little bit. I like I, I do little little things here and there. I don't I don't go like hard in the paint for like an hour and a half. I kind of just do, do so shit funny. throughout the day. I get here early. This is my this is my ritual at Red Rocks. I get here early. I walk the stairs yeah. and then I do a kettlebell workout on the stage. That's tight. Like a kettlebell weightlifting workout, like an AMRAP. You're running up the stairs? Yeah. That's badass. Yeah, it's fucking, 
It's walking is really difficult just to walk the stairs. It's tough. My assistant Peter ran the stairs the last time he was here, and we did what we did is we did. We walked the stairs and we did 10 push-ups every 10 steps, I think. Nice. And That's so you tight. bang out 10 or maybe 20. We were, tra- we were doing 100 push-ups a day. Oh, that's a lot of push-ups. Yeah, yeah we, do, we do. Last year around this time, we decided to do 100 push-ups a day. Me, Rogan, Tom, and this guy, Ari. And we did 100 push-ups a day. And we've kind of just stuck with it. Mm. And it's really great to be it's... able to bang out 100 push-ups in like 10 minutes. It take, I mean, you do 20, that's, 20, yeah. 20, 20. But we're, I mean, it's interesting because you guys are so young. I bet you just rebound and you feel good all the time. When you get older, <laughs> you negative. <laughs> yeah, it's not not the case. Really? Negative. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I do physical therapy every day. I'll ice oh, that's right. You're very physical. Like I have my arm in an ice bucket. We play mm-hmm. a lot of music. It's a lot. Yeah. Like a three-hour show. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm just standing there. I guess you guys are <laughs> extremely physical. You're doing more than just standing there, but... Yeah, it's, it's pretty physical. How there. do you keep your fingers? I tried to light a joint on stage and I couldn't last night. How do you, you keep your fingers? You have your tech run out and light it for you. No, I meant no. <laughs> I meant when you're playing music and yeah. it's cold. Do you notice it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, can, it gets tough. Yeah, last night was a little cold. Definitely by the end of the night, it was, you know, feeling a little stiffness. Yeah. When you, get in the, when you get in the flow, your energy's flowing. Like the you, you generate heat. Yeah, and it kind of gets the core warm. Once you, once you get going, it's fine. Do you guys Usually. buy anything on the road? I always buy knives. Knives? I buy knives. I buy a ridiculous amount of knives. <laughs> what yeah. kind of knives? You, dude, it's just something fun that you look yeah. at and you go, yeah. like, what, what kind of knives? That's a really great question in Colorado. Does, does anyone know what kind of knife? Spiderco. They're in Golden, Colorado. <laughs> it's the best fucking knife you'll ever need. Are they need. official sponsor of this podcast? Uh, I'll call the guys at Spiderco. They're about to be. They can, <laughs> can you reach out to Spiderco, Pete? See if they'll drop off some knives for the band tonight? Knives are sick. Dude, yeah. they're great knives. They're really great knives. And it's the only knife you'll ever really need. And they're out of Golden, Colorado. But I love, I love, I'm sure I have a knife in my pocket right now. But I love collecting. I love finding something. Right. To be into, like something to give yourself some meaning to a day of like, like, like I I wanted, I don't know if I have, oh yeah. I wanted, because of Elvis, I wanted a horseshoe ring. Uh, What other Elvis songs do you like? Hold on. Can I just, this is the fucking, this is. Does everyone know that song? Never been to Spain. So that that's so we're at a fucking bar in somewhere. It was a great strip club across the street. We're we're, we're strip club purveyors, and uh, and uh, they take us to this nice restaurant after the show. So you sell at the arena, take a dinner. So we go, and there's this fucking karaoke on the piano they're playing the piano like you want to sing a song i said i've never been to spain my, my voice is fine at the time and there was eight people in this fucking bar and i blew my voice out and i ruined it and i have been struggling to get it back ever since that day because when i told everyone i was from oklahoma i fucking let them know <laughs> and now i'm stuck doing vocal warm-ups like like a fucking every time i have to blow in a straw to loosen my voice up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's gotten bad. Do you do vocal warm-ups? We do a thing before the show, yeah. Wait, can, do you mind sharing? Yeah, yeah. What sure. do you do? Oh, we had, there's like these recordings. Oh, you we, just copy the recordings? Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. There's like, I, it's weird. I don't know what where they are, where they came from. Someone gave them to me. They're just like, um, you know, MP3s that were cut from, it was clearly recorded on a tape a long time ago, some classical dude, uh, a bunch of exercises. And then there's this, there's this other thing that we do. Um, Danu Fox. Yeah, Danu Fox. Single note saw. It's like this, like it's like long drones, basically. Yeah. It's it's really nice. Like like it's good for the that the, you the can find on Spotify. As well. Really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'll send you send you the thing. I do. I blow yeah. into a straw, and that massages my voice. And then I've never done that. And then I reached out to a young a young young lady, a friend of mine, Jennifer Nettles, who's a singer, and she told me a very valuable lesson. You don't have to start at a hundred percent. Get yourself warm on stage. And that I've been really good. I although uh, it, at Red Rocks, I kind of fucked my voice up in bringing people on stage because uh, I was, you know, I bring everyone on stage for a picture. It's a big right. deal for us. Like you guys get to kind of like <laughs> uh, real quick. Let's wrap it up. Goals for Goose. Do we have a band goal? Um, Is there anything you guys are like have your eye on? Where you go, you know, what would be cool like a Grammy or or like nothing. I love you guys. 
No, How like, the fuck am I so uneven keeled? No, no, there's like goals and stuff, aspirations and whatever. But, you know, I think the- More the, movies, you know, yeah, more videos. More music, videos. more songs. Just making your own shit. Yeah, yeah just, making just making shit. Stuff. When's the next album? You guys just released- September, you just released an- EP? Yeah. 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 Uh and then and then how's that like how are albums this this dare I say are albums a thing of the past? Could no. because right now people Screw are releasing s- short things on the internet, comics. Could you just release songs every week? We could, but like fuck that. The albums yeah. hit harder. Albums too, are cool. Still albums are bad. Albums yeah. just, it's like a it's a you know, I feel like people creating an uh, whatever, 45 minutes, an hour of music has been a thing for a long time. You, you know, it was, took different forms back in the day, but it's just, that's, it's a different, you tell a different story than you, within 45 right. minutes or an hour than you can with three minutes. That's you know? refreshing to hear you say that because I argue that the comedy hour is the art form. Right. The hour is the art form. Can you hold attention for an hour? Right. Can you structure an hour in a way that you're not just dumping out all your jokes, you're telling them a story for an hour and they're engaged. I have a question about that. Do you do the same basic show every night on a tour? No. So you're changing it up? Yes. So you're a jam band? uh, I would argue uh, I have huge jam band influences. Uh, And it is what I enjoy. Do you plan that out? No. You just go up there with the stuff in your head? Or do you I have, have an idea right of what I want to say. I have things I'm working on. Yeah. And in working on them, I kind of am jamming with them a little bit. Sure. Uh, it's really it's really fun. I wish you could experience it with me. I wish I could there's bring you on of, stage. There's a bit of improv. The problem is it can become gluttonous. I'm certain you probably understand that feeling of like, at what point are you playing for yourself? At what point are you playing for the audience? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, as, an, as a comic, you can feel it becoming... Like you go, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta bring it back to something. Right. I need to, I need to, and so. But the, that's the fun part I'm in right now is that I have an, I have roughly, I have, I did an hour forty five here the other night. Wow. And so I'll do an hour. Two, I did two hours. Oh my, I think I did two hours here. I did an hour forty five. Yeah. Yeah, but I have a bunch of shit, and so I like to empty the boat, and I like to take a story and see if I can find a way. It's really fun to fucking meddle with it. It's got to be like, I guess, kind of writing a song. Yeah, it's like you have a structure and then you can kind of like, I mean, with us, it's like the improv sections. It's like, oh, we'll see what this goes tonight kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. do you have nights that you're just really tuned in and the nights you're not tuned in? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I take exogenous ketones before I go on stage. I will just tell you this. And they fucking dial me in. And boy, I've also haven't drank in a while. So I think that might be it. And I find that if I smoke weed in the middle of my set, that I'm allowed to really untether from the boat. And Freshly toasted. Freshly toasted. What, what Freshly is it you said you take before you play? Exogenous ketones. What is that? Uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm doing a ketosis diet, so I'm only eating protein and greens. And uh, exogenous ketones are kind of like, there's one company we really like. Do you know the name of them? Ketone IQ. Ketone IQ. Um, they're... They're there. It's almost like an, an, an like a twelve hour energy, but without any sugar, without the caffeine. It's just it it kicks your body into ketosis. And man, I take one before I go on stage, and I am so dialed in, and I'm talking cleaner, crisper. I'm thinking clearer. They say a ketosis a ketosis diet with the fats helps your brain oh. uh, better. Uh, you'd I, you'd have to try it for yourself, but the fats help your brain think. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking there. Is that something that's effective if you're not on the keto diet? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I I wouldn't want to give it to you guys tonight before you play, but I'll drop off some tonight. We have boxes or I'll have some sent to you guys on tour. I want to send you guys a gift bag of the shit I, I fuck with on tour. Like a like a like a kettlebell setup like with fifteen some- pounds of weed. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys have you guys gotten drop offs from? Did you get drop off last night? Yeah, most most venues this tour have been pretty generous. That's crazy. That's sweet. What's something you want dropped off that no one drops off? Let's put it in the universe. Kettlebells sound pretty sick. <laughs> I got you. It's the unique gifts that stand out. We get a lot of like a lot of bottles and a lot of cakes, which are cool. You know, we appreciate it, but. Uh, the unique gifts are the cool ones, like uh, like a custom engraved like Louisville Slugger from Selling Out show in Louisville, something like that. Yeah, I keep that yeah. by my bed now. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, those like are when cool. They bring a juicer to catering. That's oh, I like juicers at catering. Yeah. I love I love a panini. Got a joint in my backpack. I got these great joints. I don't even have a Oh, look at how fucking beautiful this joint is. This is my this is what I've been smoking uh, lately. It's a cannon. It's a cannon. This is Joey Diaz's weed. I I would I would yeah, this is nice that, I'm gonna smoke that tonight here. I hope I can. I think I can. <clears throat> I think it's hard to get kicked out here. I think you're I think you're, you're good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um I want to let you guys go, but I don't want to leave you guys. So, but I'll see you tonight. Sounds good. I'm going to go home. I'll see you in five minutes when this podcast is over. Yeah, I'll see you in yeah. five minutes. <laughs> hey, gentlemen, sincerely, sincerely, I get this said to me a lot, and sometimes it falls on deaf ears. Sometimes you're in the middle of going places, and you don't realize it. Your buddy Ethan said it to me last night. Uh, you, all your hard work pays off in that you bring so much joy to me, my family, my wife, everyone I introduce you to. Please keep it up. Please, whenever anything gets tough, remember that the shit you do is bigger than you and that and we really love it. We really love it as fans. And uh when you're having a shitty day, you guys come on the on 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 in on my car and I smile and I think traffic's not that fucking bad. I'm not that this isn't gonna this it doesn't it's not getting worse than this and it just got a little better. And and you get so please, please, please thank you for what you do. Thanks Keep for what you do, that. that means so much, yeah. man. And, and, and yeah, right Thank back you. at you yeah. with all that. Yeah. And and when you guys do the next album, I'm going to come out for one day as inspiration. And I'm going to just come out and fuck your day up <laughs> so that you guys have, and then you guys will just, just one just day. see what happens. Yeah, and, I, and when I get ready to do my hour, I'm going to have I'm gonna have you guys come fuck with me and watch my set and go, uh, throw these five words in there and it'll make my set so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Have a great show tonight. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Thank you. Thanks for having us. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.